1: The Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. You might want to underline the words in the same way because that phrase right there ties together the Old Testament practice with the New Testament. And so Paul draws this clear connection between full-time ministry and the Old Testament and full-time ministry and the New Testament and declares that compensating people for work full-time in ministry is something the Lord commanded.
0: You know, the Lord has definitely laid out for us Clear directions on what it means to be a pastor, and even more importantly, what it means to support one, how and why. Today on Study Verse by Verse, we'll have a final look at this message out of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, as Pastor Layton reminds us again of exactly what it means to support our pastor. And then at the close of the program, we'll take an introspective look at how things are at Church of the Highlands. Here's Pastor Layton. It's important for us to understand this.
1: Um, The Levites, God gave these instructions in Numbers 18.21. He said, to the Levites, I, that is God, I, God, have given every tithe in Israel for an inheritance. In return for their service that they do, their service in the tent of meeting. So what is God saying? He's saying that those who work full time uh, in the temple should receive their compensation from the tithes. That's what God is saying in numbers 18:21. Now you notice who it is who gives the tithes to those who work full-time in ministry. It's not the people, it's God. I will give I have given every tithe in Israel for an inheritance to the Levites. The reason for that is, the tithe belongs to the Lord. The tithe belongs to the Lord. In Leviticus twenty-seven thirty, we find, and all of the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. And concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rod, a tenth shall be made holy unto the Lord. Leviticus twenty-seven thirty. The tithe, by the way, that word tithe means tenth. The tithe is the Lord's. Now, what does this mean for us? This means that when we bring our tithes, we should never say, I'm bringing my tithe to Pastor Layton, or to Pastor Sheely, or to to Church of the Highlands, because the tithe belongs to the Lord. So if we're bringing our tithe, we should say, I am bringing my tithe to the Lord, and that should be not only what we say, but also how we acknowledge and know what we're doing. We're bringing the tithe to the Lord because the tithe belongs belongs to the Lord. And then the Lord says to the Levites, I have given every tithe. So we bring our tithes to the Lord, and God takes those tithes and provides a way of supporting those who are full-time in ministry. The apostle Paul ties together the Old Testament in the New Testament right here in 1 Corinthians verses 13 and 14. Let's read it again. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple? And those who serve at the altar share in sacrificial offerings? That's a reference to the Old Testament practice. Notice the next words. In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. You might want to underline the words in the same way because that phrase right there ties together the Old Testament practice with the New Testament. And so Paul draws this clear connection between full-time ministry and the Old Testament and full-time ministry and the New Testament and declares that compensating people for work full-time in ministry is something the Lord commanded. Now we've been talking about money and sometimes uh, that's a really sensitive subject to some people and how come? Well probably because of the extremes that we hear about when it comes to compensating people who are in ministry. I mean, we've all heard stories on television and so forth of some preachers uh, living in mansions and driving around with very expensive cars and all kinds of gaudy jewelry and all of that kind of stuff. And we've heard about those kind of preachers. Often they're associated with prosperity gospel teaching churches that, you know, the, the gospel of God wants everyone to be rich. That's one extreme, and that's one we hear about, and that's probably the one that causes us the most angst but at the other end of the spectrum, the other extreme, which is far more common, uh, is the um, poverty gospel, uh, which is basically, well, Jesus was homeless and walked everywhere and so should our pastor. You know, homeless and walk everywhere. And that is so commonplace, it's, it's most unfortunate. It's, but that's at the other end of the extreme. and. Just like neither extreme is the better course in terms of liberalism or legalism, neither is the either extreme the better course in terms of compensating a pastor under prosperity gospel or poverty gospel. The question then begs, well, what is a reasonable compensation for a faithful, diligent pastor? And the answer to that question is provided by the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 17 through 19. 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 17 and through 19. This is what Paul writes. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. Let the elders who rule well. What are the elders? There's actually three different terms in the New Testament that all refer to the same group of people, which are the leaders of the church. The words in the original language are poimen, presbyteros, and episkopos, all referring to the same group of people is translated pastor or shepherd. Presbyteros is translated elder. You may have heard that word Presbyterian, elder led church. Episcopos is translated overseer or bishop. You may have heard that name as well. The Episcopal church is led by bishops. Um, That that that, uh, division of labor in terms of title and function, by the way, wasn't true in the original church. That happened centuries later as the church continued to expand and grow and there became a layered leadership in the church. Originally, all of the leaders of the church were referred to as Episcopos, Presbyteros, and Poimen, and, and the words described their various functions. Um, for instance, the word pastor emphasizes the shepherding or feeding function, overseer, indicates their authority and their leading function, and elder indicates their spiritual maturity. And all three refer to leaders in the church. Now, it talks about somebody who leads diligently or works hard here. Um, The word in the original language means to work to the point of fatigue or exhaustion. Now, it's important for us to understand that because it doesn't stress the product. it, It stresses the amount of work or effort that goes into it. Now, why is this important for us to understand? Well, because many of us have a tendency to measure things based on perceived product. But there are pastors, there are leaders of the church, there are ministers, there are elders, that are very diligent and hardworking. But because of their circumstance, their situation, their location, their product can only be measured in, in dozens, maybe. And there are other pastors who are lazy, But their product can be measured by the hundreds or by the thousands because of their circumstance. We don't measure based on perceived product. We measure based on diligence. Do they work to the point of fatigue or exhaustion? To pastors who apply themselves well to their job, they deserve double honor. Now, what does that mean? Well, Warren Wearsby, the great uh, Bible teacher, says if pastors are faithful in feeding and leading the people, then the church ought to be faithful and pay them adequately. Double honor can be translated generous pay. The word honor is the same word that's also translated honorarium, to may. It is God's plan that the needs of his servants be met by their local churches, and he will bless churches that are faithful to his servants. If the church is not faithful and its pastors' needs are not met, it is a poor testimony. God has ways of dealing with the situation. He can provide through other means, but the church misses the blessing. So it's really a testimony uh, uh, to those around us. Now, this brings up questions. We wrap up here today. You know, how are we doing, Pastor? How are we doing? Well, overall, we're not doing bad, family. We're not doing too bad. Um, How are wages set here at Church of the Highlands? There are national studies that are done that find... The averages across the nation and our salaries are based on national averages. Uh, For the most part, our salaries are within about 10% of the national average for that particular function. Now, I need to point out that that is the national average. It's not been adjusted for the cost of living. So that includes pastors who are out in Montana, where the cost of living is much less than it is here in San Mateo County. So there's some room here for us to make some improvements. Um many, many pastors, the children of many pastors, uh, leave the, the church and they leave the faith, and they leave because of the way their parents were treated by the church. Uh, I am so very thankful that when I look at my face of my daughter, Crystal, and I look in the face of my son Sterling, they love God, they love the church because this church family has treated us well. You've loved us. You've supported us with your prayers and with your finances. You've treated us with respect. And on behalf of all of the pastors of Church of the Highlands, I would like to thank our congregation for your respect, your love, and your support. Well done. Lord, we say thank you for all that you have done for us and for giving us your word that provides guidance in all of the important areas of life. We thank you, Lord, for this passage. We thank you, Lord, for the life of the Apostle Paul because 2,000 years later, we're still enjoying the benefits of his life, his ministry, his writings, his passion, his heart. Thank you, Lord. Lord, You've called us to a very great calling here. You've gathered this church family together. You've given us an assignment. We have a a city just north of us here that has never seen a spiritual revival. And Lord, it's coming. Help us, Lord, to prepare as a church family so that when those people start coming to you by the thousands, we can be prepared to receive them and protect them and encourage them in the faith this we pray in jesus name
0: and all god's people said amen well i hope you get a clear understanding of just how important it is this role of a pastor and even more importantly how important it is for a congregation to support that pastor spiritually and in every other way we're getting some clear direction here from the apostle paul in first corinthians chapter nine Thanks for joining us today. Trust you'll be found in the Lord's house this Lord's Day. If you're looking for a church to visit, we encourage you to visit us. Highlands.us, a great place to start. Highlands.us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday for another broadcast in First Corinthians on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely.